जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जन वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जन वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी यशोदनंदन ब्रजज निरंजन यशोदनंदन ब्रजज निरंजन यमुना तीर वनचारी यमुना तीर वनचारी सो टुडे वी आर ऑन चैप्टर 16 ऑफ द श्रीमद् भागवतम दैट्स वेयर वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम and uh, we previously read now krishna the yadus have gone uh, once the yadus have gone uh, the pandavas basically uh, also uh, there's there's uh, uh, devrishi narad tells them that listen you know what you should be around only till such time that krishna is here he will also go soon so once he's gone you guys have no business being around you as eternal associates so you guys should also leave one by one and even though they know that this is a foretelling that this is going to come to pass they are not prepared for that and then arjun comes back from arjun's gone for a while seven months as it says and maharaj yudhishthir is kind of very concerned where is arjun and he sees a lot of signs of kaliyug you know uh, people misbehaving anger deceit cheating uh, lack of respect for the brahmanas and so on and so forth that lack of respect for the king and then arjuna comes back and arjuna says a similar thing he says you know what i can't even lift my gandiva bow i cannot fire my arrows all the prowess and the strength that i had i no longer have he comes back very dejected and his face has lost it's got pallor it it doesn't have any uh, you know there's no vibrance in the face and yudhishthir asks him a lot of questions how is everybody how are relatives and so on and so forth but the last question that he asks him is actually the penultimate well the last question and he asks him at the penultimate moment is it that shri krishna is no longer there and this is the only reason that i can think of uh why you're so dejected because he was your childhood friend he is your lord and master and you had a very special bond a very special relationship with him so that is what actually uh, yudhishthir asks him and it turns out and it turns out that this is exactly what's happened so arjuna is very dejected and he says yes he's gone and one by one all of them now decide it's time to go so first yudhishthir goes then his brothers follow him and uh, so the pandavas are also leaving for the eternal abode and as we read they actually ascend to the celestial sky and they attain a planet called goloka vrindavan which is krishna's eternal planet that's where he lives and they go in their same bodies uh because they are so pure and uh now we are on uh chapter 16 which is how parikshit now who is parikshit does anybody remember parikshit is uttara's son and he is saved by the grace of the lord because the brahmastra fired by uh, released by ashvatthama is coming for uh, coming for the only male child left because before that ashvatthama has killed all the all the kids of in the pandava dynasty and the only living member potential life is maharaja parikshit and uttara comes running to krishna and uh, krishna saves her and it's said that how parikshit uh, in the womb he sees this 
effulgent form the size of a thumb within the womb coming to him. And he is wondering, oh my God, who is this? And throughout his life, that's been his contemplation. He's already a self-realized soul, but he commits a stupid act, which is the whole reason why the Srimad Bhagavatam got recited for our benefit. So how does Parikshit receive the age of Kali? Suta Goswami said, O learned Brahmanas, Maharaja Parikshit then began to rule over the world as a great devotee of the Lord under the instructions of the best of the twice-born Brahmanas, Dvija. He ruled by those great qualities which were foretold by expert astrologers at the time of his birth. King Parikshit married the daughter of King Uttara and begot four sons headed by Maharaj Janmaya. Maharaja Parikshit, after having selected Kripacharya for guidance as his spiritual master, performed three horse sacrifices on the banks of the Ganges, Ashwamedha Yagya. These were executed with sufficient rewards for the attendants and at these sacrifices, even the common man could see demigods because there was so much opulence, they were so grand that even the demigods came to witness this. Once, when Maharaj Parikshit was on his way to conquer the world, he saw the master of Kali Yuga, who was lower than a Shudra, disguised as a king and hurting the legs of a cow and bull. The king at once caught hold of him to deal sufficient punishment. Shaunakarishi inquired, Why did Maharaj Parikshit simply punish him since he was the lowest of the Shudras, having dressed as a king and having struck a cow on the leg? Please describe all these incidents as if, uh, if they relate to the topics of Lord Krishna. Anything material is what relates to Lord Krishna. Anything else I don't want to know. The devotees of the Lord are accustomed to licking up the honey available from the lotus feet of the Lord. What is the use of topics which simply waste one's valuable life? What is Charanamrit? Charanamrit. It's dahi, it's milk. It's sugar, it's honey that's poured on the deity and we then take that. It's given to us as you know prasad and you, you lick it, right? So, the devotees of the Lord are accustomed to licking up the honey available from the lotus feet of the Lord. What is the use of topics which simply waste one's valuable time? That means we'll even lick that because we are so hungry and thirsty for the benedictions and the blessings of that Charanamrit. So here okay, it, it's similar to listening to what Krishna says. So Krishna's names, fame, form, pastimes, all of that is interesting to devotees, right? O Sutta Goswami, there are those amongst men who desire freedom from death and get eternal life. They escape the slaughtering process by calling the controller of death Yamaraja. As long as Yamaraja, who causes everyone's death, is present here, no, no one shall meet with death. Yamaraja is just. He is very just. The great sages have invited the controller of death, Yamaraja, who is the representative of the Lord. In the previous chapter, we, we, we saw who Yamaraja came as for this whole enactment of Mahabharata and Kurukshetra. It was, Mar it was Vidur. Vidur goes back after he sees his, uh, his elder brother and his uh, bhabi kind of go and it, uh, you know, attain salvation. He then goes back to Yamalok, the Patalok, where he is the ruler. So he's given up that position, that designation, and come to enact a part in Krishna's entire play. Living beings who are under his grip should take advantage by hearing the deathless nectar in the form of this narration of the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. 
Lazy human beings with paltry intelligence and a short duration of life pass the night sleeping and the day performing activities that are for naught. Shramma hi kevalam. Shram is mehnat. You know, there's a saying in English, by the sweat of my brow. Yeah, but that sweat, is it worth anything? Is it merely sweat for what? Eating, sleeping, mating, defending. That's human life. Birth, disease, old age, death. So if it's all limited, then what are we doing? So we sleep in the night, in the daytime, we work very, very hard. And we are working hard towards what goal? To earn some money, to earn riches, to do this, to do that, to party. And at the end of your life, you're going to take nothing away, right? So you're wasting your time effectively. And we talked yesterday about how our 24 hours are divided. And we kind of did a uh, method, reduction, and observed and did the math. And we realized that we've got maybe two or three hours a day, conscious hours a day, which we can put to better use, to more productive use, but we don't do it. And we are on all kinds of mediums passing our time except doing what we should do. So actually speaking, we are very fortunate because we are spending at least one hour of the 24 that we have to listen to something that other people are not doing. So at this point in time, people are probably eating, they are watching TV, they are watching Netflix, they are you know chatting with people on the phone, they must be on WhatsApp, Telegram, whatever, in social media. So that's, that's what is going on. I think we are very blessed and very fortunate and very wise, I would say as well, to be listening to this Katha, right? Sutta goes, and look at who's benefiting. It's not just you who's benefiting. I'm relishing this so much. I'm really enjoying reading this and, you know, talking about this and telling you, sharing my experience and just reading it out to you. I, I feel very nice. So, And I've said thank you and I say thank you again. Sutta Goswami said, while Maharaj Parikshit was residing in the capital of the Kuru Empire, the symptoms of the age of Kali began to infiltrate within the jurisdiction of his state. Even Yudhishthir had seen this. When he learned about this, he did not think the matter very palatable. This did, however, give him a chance to fight. He took up his bow. Finally, he is a Kshatriya. What's his role? His role is the protection of Dharma. So, he took up his bow and arrows and prepared himself for military activities. Maharaj Parikshit sat on a chariot drawn by black horses. His flag was marked with the sign of a lion. Being so decorated and surrounded by charioteers, cavalry, elephants and infantry soldiers, he left the capital to conquer in all directions. He, and we said, what is the way to subdue bad influences, either knowledge or power? Parikshit sees that knowledge has gone to the dog, so now I need to go out. So he takes out his military strength and he goes in all directions to conquer. Maharaj Parikshit then conquered all parts of the earthly planet. Bhadrasrava, Ketumala, Bharata, which is this, the northern Kuru, Kimpusara, etc. and extracted tributes from their respective rulers. Whenever the king visited, he continuously heard of the glories of his great forefathers, who were all devotees of the Lord and also of the glorious acts of Lord Krishna. He also heard how he himself had been protected by the Lord from the powerful heat of the weapon of Ashvatthama. I can only imagine the feelings that he went through because I, like I've, I've shared with you, I've gone through some experiences which are miraculous. And it seriously makes you feel so a, empowered. Uh, it makes you feel so nice that there is some divine providence kind of protecting you, you know. People also mention the great affection between the descendants of Vrishni and Pritha, 
due to the latter's great devotion to Lord Keshava. The king, being very pleased with such singer, with the singers of such glories, opened his eyes in great satisfaction. Out of magnanimity, he was pleased to award them very valuable necklaces and clothing. They are artisans, they are artists. They don't have a regular means of income. So it was the duty of the king to reward these activities. This is how they maintain themselves. Maharaj Parikshit heard that out of his causeless mercy, Lord Krishna, who is universally obeyed, rendered all kinds of service to the malleable sons of Pandu. What is malleable? Metal is malleable. When metal is heated in the right circumstances, they hammer the metal and make swords and weapons and all kinds of things. So metal is malleable under the right conditions, right? What is the right condition? It's the heat. So here what it says is that they were malleable, the malleable sons of Pandu. That means they were willing to accept this knowledge. They were willing to accept Krishna as the supreme. The malleable sons of Pandu by accepting posts ranging from chariot driver to president to messenger, friend, night watchman, etc. according to the will of the Pandavas. Krishna is malleable. So it says, actually I was wrong. It says Maharaj Parikshit heard that out of his causeless mercy, Lord Krishna, who is universally obeyed, rendered all kinds of service to the malleable sons of Pandu by accepting posts. So they are talking about Krishna here. So he does everything according to the will of the Pandavas, obeying them like a servant, offering obeisances like one younger in years. Because we saw that when he goes to leave, uh, 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 Hastinapur, he bows down to Yudhishthir because Yudhishthir is the king in that kingdom. When he heard this, Maharaja Parikshit became overwhelmed with devotion to the lotus feet of the Lord. Now, you may hear from me what happened while Maharaj Parikshit was passing his days hearing of the good occupations of his forefathers and being absorbed in thought of them. The personality of religious principles, Dharma, was walking about in the form of a bull. And he met the personality of earth in the form of a cow who appeared to grieve like a mother who had lost her child. She had tears in her eyes and the beauty of her body was lost. Thus Dharma questioned the earth as follows. The bull is questioning the cow. Dharma in the form of a bull asked, Madam, are you not hale and hearty? Why are you covered with the shadow of grief? It appears by your face that you have become black. Are you suffering from some internal disease or are you thinking of some relative who is, who is away in a distant place? I have lost my three legs and now I am standing only on one. Are you lamenting for my state of existence? Or are you in great anxiety because henceforward the unlawful meat eaters will exploit you? Go Hatya is going to happen. They are going to kill cows now which was not hitherto done. Or are you in a sorry plight because the demigods are now bereft of their share of sacrificial offerings because no sacrifices are being performed at present? Or are you grieving for living beings because their sufferings due to famine and drought? He's asking, what is plaguing you? And he gives a whole list of things that potentially could be troubling the cow. Are you feeling compunction for the unhappy women and children who are left forlorn by unscrupulous persons? Or are you unhappy because the goddess of learning is being handled by brahmanas addicted to acts against the principles of this is the downfall of the brahmanas. That's why brahmanas in India have got such a bad name.
because brahmans had lost their mental faculties they had the knowledge and they used that knowledge for exploitation so it says so clearly or are you unhappy because the goddess of learning saraswati is being handled by brahmanas addicted to acts against the principles of religion or are you sorry to see that the brahmanas have taken shelter of administrative families that do not respect brahmanical culture that means they are selling their soul they are selling that their soul to the highest bidder that's what is going on the so called administrators are now bewildered by this influence of the age of kali and thus they have put all state affairs into disorder they cannot administer anymore are you now lamenting this disorder now the general populace does not follow the rules and regulations for eating sleeping drinking mating there are rules how much you eat what you will eat when you will eat how much will you sleep what is it that you will drink when will you have children and they are inclined to perform such anywhere and everywhere they're not following any principles behind it back in the day it was said that you know you you can have a physical relationship with your wife and you have it only for the sake of procreation it was not for sense pleasure the act was made pleasurable because it's an act of penetration it is painful to both man and woman if there is no love involved if there is no uh, secretion it's 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 a very it's a very painful thing so these things you you had all the so they made the act pleasurable so that men would actually and women would actually go and procreate otherwise it would be forcible it would not be palatable to anybody are you unhappy because of this o mother earth the supreme personality of godhead hari incarnated himself as lord krishna just to unload your heavy burden all his activities here are transcendental and they cement the path of liberation you are now bereft of his presence you are probably now thinking that those activities thinking of those activities and feeling sorry in their absence mother you are the reservoir of all riches please inform me of the root cause of your tribulations by which you have been reduced to such a weak state i think that the powerful influence of time which conquers the most powerful might have forcibly taken away all your fortune which was adored even by the demigods the earthly deity in the form of a cow thus replied to the personality of religious principles in the form of a bull dharma o dharma whatever you have inquired from me shall be known to you i shall try to reply to all those questions once you two were maintained by your four legs it was said as kaliyuga progresses dharma would also be left all the legs of dharma the four pillars of dharma would go so now dharma standing on 3 feet not on 4 feet and the cow is telling me i shall reply to all those questions once you two were maintained by your four legs and you increased happiness all over the universe by the mercy of the lord in him reside truthfulness cleanliness tolerance of another's unhappiness the power to control anger self satisfaction straightforwardness steadiness of mind control of the sense organs responsibility equality tolerance equanimity faithfulness knowledge absence of sense enjoyment leadership chivalry influence 
the power to make everything possible, the discharge of proper duty, complete independence, dexterity, fullness of all beauty, serenity, kind-heartedness, ingenuity, gentility, magnanimity, determination, perfection in all knowledge, proper execution, possession of all objects of enjoyment, joyfulness, immovability, fidelity, fame, worship, pridelessness, being, that is as the personality of Godhead, eternity and many other transcendental qualities which are eternally present and never to be separated from him. That personality of Godhead, the reservoir of all goodness and beauty, Lord Sri Krishna has now closed his transcendental pastimes on the face of the earth. He's, this chapter is closed. This movie is over. The curtain's fallen. In his absence, the age of Kali has spread its influence everywhere. So I am sorry to see this condition of existence. I am thinking about myself and also, O oh best among demigods, about you as well as about all the demigods, sages, denizens of Pitraloka, devotees of the Lord and all men obedient to the system of Varna and Ashrama in human society. Lakshmiji, the goddess of fortune, whose glance of grace was sought by demigods like Brahma and for whom they surrendered many a day unto the personality of Godhead, gave up her own abode in the forest of lotus flowers and engaged herself in the service of the lotus feet of the Lord. I was endowed with specific powers to supersede the fortune of all the three planetary systems by being decorated with the impressions of the flag, the thunderbolt, elephant driving rod and lotus flower which are signs of the lotus feet of the Lord. But at the end, when I felt I was so fortunate, the Lord left me. Lament. O personality of religion, I was greatly overburdened by the undue military flanks arranged by atheistic kings and I was relieved by the grace of the personality of Godhead. Similarly, you were also in a distressed condition, weakened in your standing strength and thus he also incarnated his, by his internal energy in the family of the Yadus to relieve you. He comes to support Dharma. Yada yada hi dharmasya. Whenever there is a decline in religious principles, dharma is impacted, I will come myself, he says, and he fulfills that promise, that prophecy. Who, therefore, can tolerate the pangs of separation from that supreme personality of Godhead? He could conquer the gravity and passionate wrath of his sweethearts, like Satyabhama by his sweet smile of love, pleasing glance and hearty appeals. When he traversed my earth's surface, this is Bhumi, huh? When he traversed my earth's uh, surface, I would be immersed in the dust of his lotus feet and would be sumptuously covered with grass which appeared like hair standing on me out of pleasure. Dharti gives abundance of fruit, flowers, vegetables, grass because she is happy. The Lord is trampling all over her. That's what she wants. While the earth and the personality of religion were thus engaged in conversation, the saintly King Parikshit reached the shore of the Saraswati River, which flowed towards the east. So this brings us to the end of chapter, what did we say? This was chapter 16.